What's up, everyone? Welcome to the... Why is my voice so raspy? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 396th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. We were just talking for like 20 minutes, and my voice just suddenly became super raspy. Greg is here. Hello, it is I. From the frozen north, surviving sub-sub-zero temperatures to bring you the the latest Pokemon news. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Pokemon trainer, uh, Will, is also here. <laughs> you're, you're right with the starting that one. <laughs> I forgot what? who I introduced. Well, I guess I'm at the southern part of the frozen north because uh, it, it this winter has been incredibly disappointing. I was looking for negative 60s out here, and the the worst that we've gotten is negative 10. Well, wind chills negative Fair, 31. Fahrenheit. We have had a mild we have had a mild winter. We all made the agreement to make it a mild winter for your first winter so that you wouldn't get scared off and you wouldn't go outside and be like, "Oh, ooh, and we'd find you frozen in a snowbank." We did this to be nice to you and well, this is the thanks we get. It's backfiring because now I'm bored and I'm going to move someplace colder. Winnipeg, I'm on my way. Oh Good luck. Ugh. <laughs> I had never moved to Winnipeg. I moved to Medicine Hat before I moved to Winnipeg. <laughs> Nobody wants to live in Winnipeg. You got that right. Oh, Even man. Winnipegians. We got a we got a we got a heck of a show for you guys. Uh, you probably can figure it out by the title of this episode. But Pokemon Home is now available. Uh, mm. I'm in, I'm in love with it. Uh, but it, it is uh, there's there's a couple problems. Uh, not the price. A the couple? price is the price is fine. There's the price okay. is not fine. <laughs> <laughs> the price is fine for me, Greg. Rich podcast. Yeah, the price is fine for you. It is not a fine price. <laughs> Don't you know? Once you get into podcasting, you're just living in mansions. <laughs> With I'm Mike, waiting, waiting for mean, that light to go off in my life. <laughs> Microphones so, in so every room. S- since since Will and I have never seen our ISE paycheck come through. Uh, yeah, you are living in a mansion off of our sweat equity. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'll I'll let you, I'll let you know when we upgrade <laughs> the mansion. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been to the I've been to the <laughs> fake mansion, aka your home. <laughs> Boy, okay, so we got we got Pokemon no, Pokemon Home stuff. We have a new more Funko news. Oh no, more Funko yeah. news. We have some Pokemon Masters news. Uh, we have Pokemon Go news, but in an update, it's not actually a Pokemon Go event. It's uh, Niantic got caught false advertising in the UK, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> That's, That's against the law in Europe. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna. We'll, well, we'll... it's against the law in the European Union, so they got right in that loophole, huh? Yeah. Brexit's gonna bite you in the butt, UK. Look at this topical humor. <laughs> we have a we we forgot to cover this uh, last week, so uh, hold on. We got Pokemon Go, Pokemon Home, Eevee and Friends, Pokemon Masters. We are going to start off today's show with some good stuff. Oh, also, we got the new mythical Pokemon coming, but we already talked about that. We have a silhouette. Wolverine. Wolverine is coming. But we're going to start. Wolverine's coming. <laughs> we're going to start this off. This is the X-Men Masters crossover we've been craving. Start off this week from an article from Newsweek, which. Not trustworthy. Apparently is not trustworthy anymore, but titled Pokemon Sword and Shield Leaker Revealed. Oh, yeah. Via Nintendo's Busted. lawsuit. Hopefully this was the best article here. 
I like to pull articles that have updated. That's like a, that's like what grabs me. <laughs> it's because there's one thing to post news, but when you come back and you go, oh, we got an update on this news, I'm all in. That means they're, st- they're on top of it and their Google alert went off. Google alerts? <laughs> Does yeah. that even work anymore? Sure. I think it does. I think that's what Joe from Serbia sure uses. Does. It, like they have like hot words, keywords when breaking. That's why they're so fast on news. Okay, so if you if you guys do not recall, it's been three months since uh, Sword and Shield have released. Before the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield November, information was leaked showing new Pokemon forms and more. The flood of un uh, unofficial information became so pervasive that Nintendo and the Pokemon Company felt it was necessary to file a lawsuit against said leaker. Or irreparable injury. Irreparable? Uh, irreparable is okay. Yeah. Irreparable is also okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, so I don't... Dumb it down. Is it that They're saying, like, we're suing you for things that have hurt our reputation, is what I... Uh, it's... It's not reputation. It's just that it's you just, have done damage to me, and there's nothing you can right. do to reverse that damage. So you have to pay a penalty. Right. Like there's no way. Like there's no way to 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 undo the leaks you did, and there's no way to take that knowledge back. So you can't repair the situation. You yeah, have so, damaged us in a way that cannot be fixed. So somebody so, out there is going to determine what the financial impact of the leaks were, and then you have to pay us that much because that's the financial equivalent of the damage that you caused us. Tuesday, actually, when yeah. this article came out. So this came out like a week ago. So this would be last Tuesday. Tuesday, both I, companies. I went to the website, too. <laughs> I went to look at the bad peoples and laugh. Tuesday, both companies released a joint statement revealing they identified an outlet that broke embargo by posting images and information online leading up to the game's release. F Nintendo. <laughs> yep. A Portuguese gaming website. <laughs> was, Who said F Nintendo? Was the identifying outlet and such Nintendo discovered to sever all ties with them. So the wow. F in F Nintendo is supposed to stand for forum. So it's like a Nintendo forum. But I guess now that has a more literal meaning. Yep. It should be noted that the lawsuit was filed against the parties who used the strategy guide to release information and this new development will likely not affect it. They have reached out to the Pokemon Company for clarification. Here's the full statement from Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. In early, ne- in early November... So, sorry, sorry. So this is the statement. Quote, in early... Wait, do I have a Nintendo voice? No, I don't. In, oh, yeah. <laughs> in early November, Nintendo identified a number of photographs taken from the gameplay that revealed multiple new and unannounced Pokemon from Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. These photographs have been posted online, and Nintendo, together with the Pokemon Company, quickly identified the person responsible for these leaks and immediately took action. These Pokemon were leaked by a reviewer of a Portuguese website named FNintendo who had received an early copy of the game for review purposes. Both he and FNintendo failed to handle confidential matter, resulting in a clear breach of confidentiality agreement between Nintendo and a media outlet. As a result, Nintendo will no longer work with FNintendo. Nintendo will always protect its intellectual properties and brands. Leaks hurt not Nintendo, but thousands of employees who work hard to bring these games to market, and millions of fans around the world who look forward to news and surprises. To surprise and delight players throughout new experience is a shared passion for Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. We will always pursue all avenues to preserve surprises for players of future Pokemon titles. 
So F Nintendo posted a statement on the matter. And they said, to our readers, in early November of 2019, a series of photographs of screens displaying images of several Pokemon at the time not yet announced from Pokemon Sword and Shield games were shared online. We take the opportunity to openly admit to our readers that F Nintendo was responsible for the online dissermentation of these photos. Boy, I hope I said that right the first time. Dissemination. There was no R in there. Dang it. Dissemination. Dissemination. Nintendo offered us a copy of the game for analyst purpose with clear embargo guidelines, which we agreed. That copy was sent to one of our collaborators who improperly shared photos mentioned. After the investigation, F Nintendo ended its relationship with that employee. Our relationship with Nintendo Portugal goes back 11 years, but our part uh, in this undue sharing is clear violation of the confidential agreement between us and, as a result, a total breach of trust with Nintendo. We recognize that it's inadmissible to violate the embargo guidelines and that we have not handled the materials for analysis with due care. We fully respect Nintendo's decision to cancel the confidential agreement between our companies as a result of this breach of trust, and we accept that we will no longer receive Nintendo products or be invited to participate in events. That... Monka. We apologize to Nintendo and the Pokemon company as well as our readers uh, for disappointing them. And in five months, uh, F Nintendo will be shutting down. Yeah, when you're, oh, I, I don't know too much about F Nintendo. Their actual website was down the the day this broke, uh, just because so many people were trying to like go to their website and see. When you're, when you're, the main gist of your website is to focus on Nintendo stuff, and you had an eleven year partnership with Nintendo. Uh, full disclosure to. Our listeners, I have a partnership with Nintendo. They only send me games here and there. <laughs> it's not it's not probably anything the extent of like a uh giant bomb or a game informer or a Eurogamer, but I mean they can still review games, they can still give their inputs, they just don't they just won't be able to, you know, get things early or get things compensated by Nintendo. As well as going to events, which I mean they're gonna be behind. Yeah. Constantly. Like this is what ultimately kills a website. I mean, if you can't be on top of it, either your content has to be brilliant. And from what I understand, the content in Portugal is lacking almost completely. Like they were one of the only sites and now they're cut out from it. So I, I'm i assuming they're just done. Like this was a nail in a coffin yeah, that and they're not coming back from. They're, because Portuguese speakers can go to Brazilian sites for their <laughs> Nintendo news. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how big they were. They they had um, about 500 followers on Twitter, about 500 Facebook likes, <laughs> if, if that's how you measure a website. Probably not, but it, it would make sense for if, if, if that was the biggest, you know, Portugal website it would make sense for nintendo to be like okay well we we still respect and we still want to do something for our portugal audience so let's work with this website and if they've been working with that website for 11 years it wouldn't make sense to break off that tie if the relationships were always good if the relationship between them were always good now it's not um for the record nintendo portugal the official nintendo portuguese uh twitter has 15,000 followers so very tiny um, but again, not to say that audience isn't still important to Nintendo. 
I guess case closed. I know they said we acted as quickly as possible. It was it took three months, but all legal matter is <laughs> that's three months. That's fast. Yeah, three months for legal stuff is is actually really fast. Uh, let's move over since we're in lawsuit town. Let's move over to Neantic here. <laughs> <laughs> since, oh boy! Since it's lawsuits, all the lawsuits. I first saw this on the Silk Road that people were complaining that Neantic said that tickets were, I think, 18 pounds, 18 euros. I'm not sure which one it is. Well, that is an important thing. Yeah, nowadays it is. They're different again. So I first saw it on the Silk Road. They were saying that the ASA is going to get involved. And then lo and behold, the next morning, this news broke. So happy Valentine's Day. This is off Eurogamer, February 14th. Tom Phillips, your news editor here, who wrote this article. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Tom. Pokemon Go fans contact ASA over Liverpool ticket prices, uh, price advertising. Update, Nintendo apologizes and updates the price. Niantic. Not Nintendo. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Maybe Nintendo stepped in. (laughs) Nintendo's like, whatever, Niantic. You're out to dry on this one. So as of 6.45 p.m., Niantic did update the pricing for Liverpool's Pokemon Go Safari Zone event. Okay, so let's, let's, jump, let's jump down to the original story here. This was uh, at 10.30 a.m. on Valentine's Day. Pokemon Go fans found their tickets to the UK's first Safari Zone to cost more than expected. Due to the addition of previously unmentioned tax and fees before checkout, Liverpool Safari Zone tickets went on sale at 8 a.m. UK time, up until the ticket buying process, they were listed for either twelve pounds. I think it's pounds because it's the like. If it looks like an L with a line through it, that's a pound. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, twelve pounds for a standard ticket, or eighteen pounds for early access. This price is also advertised by Niantic in its blog post of announcing the event and the in-game news post, which does not mention any taxes or fees. But reaching the later stages of the tickets uh, in the selection process, a three-pound slash four-dot-twenty-pound charge for tax and a further three-dollar-three-pound flat charge for fees then applied. This makes the 12-pound standard ticket jump to 18 pounds, and the 18-pound early access ticket actually costs 25-dot-twenty pounds. That's all without the additional City Explorer Pass, which bumps the tax category even higher to 4.6 pounds a standard ticket and 5.8 pounds for one with early access. Now fans have said they are contacting the UK's Advertising Standards Authority, the ASA, to state that Niantic should have disclosed that they need to pay tax on top of the ticket prices listed. This is not the case for the US where Niantic is based, but in the UK, the ASA guidelines on this appear appears clears um exactly rule point three one eight of the cap code states that quote prices must include non-optional taxes duties and fees that charges and charges that apply to most uh to all or most buyers end quote uh with the only exception would be for cost of taxpayers who would normally recover the vat or to those who pay none in the first place neither category applies to most ticket buyers Eurogamer has contacted Niantic and the ASA. We wait for the response. Fast forward six hours later. (laughs) (laughs) Moving really fast here. 
The UK uh, Advertising Standard Authority, the ASA, has confirmed to Eurogamer so far that it received more than 180 complaints about Pokemon Go's Liverpool event pricing since the tickets went on sale at 8 a.m. this morning. As reported this morning, below developer Niantic advertised ticket prices do not include taxes and fees, which fans were surprised to find out before they added a checkout. It doesn't say here in the article, but I'm sure all those fans uh, continued to purchase their tickets, even though they were upset <laughs> about the false advertising. Because we know Pokemon Go fans. They'll pay $30 for incubators just to hopefully hatch one shiny Riolu. In a statement to Eurogamer, the ASA branded uh, Niantic's advertising as misleading and confirmed it's now in contact with the developer. Quote, we are in the process of contacting the advertisers so we can instruct them to amend their misleading advertisement. Eurogamer has yet to hear back from Niantic. Three hours later. Wow. Niantic has now updated their ticket pricing for Liverpool's Safari Zone event. Quote, previous advertising for Pokemon Go's Safari Zone Liverpool tickets did not include the service fees and VAT costs. A Niantic spokesperson told Eurogamer this evening. We are updating all the listings today. Quote, the ticket prices now listed as £21.6 for early access and £14.4 for general admission. A £3.6 service fee has been added to each order, up to four per ticket. The City Explorer Pass add-on is £9.6, and all prices are inclusive of VAT. On Twitter, Niantic's support account apologized for describing, uh, apologized describing the situation as an error. Um, I don't know if there's, like, an ASA penalty. I don't know if, like, Niantic has to pay, like, a fine for... I'm sure they do, but it's probably a drop in the bucket. Well, when you're making $2 million a day. Right. <laughs> it's like, they'll probably say, like, oh, you, it's a $100,000 fine. Or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, or here whatever. it is. Well, $100,000, dollar, pound, euro, whatever fine. That's like one hour of a licky tongue event. $100,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the night, it's going to be, like, not a lot. It's it's why a lot of companies do these things because the penalties are are nothing to them. Penalties aside, is it is it smarter for them to advertise a lower price when they know their like fan base is going to buy tickets? I mean, no matter how I'm much. I'm saying that. I'm saying that it, in this case, I would believe that that they just made a mistake. Oh, this is 100% like a clerical slash yeah. we didn't understand that that was the law over there error. Because in the United States, uh, nobody has to tell us service charges, taxes up front. We just expect them. Ticketmaster. Correct. <laughs> We've it's been like, trained over years and years of Ticketmaster. Yeah, Ticketmaster is not great. Isn't there only like, isn't there only like two ticket places in the United States? It's like Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Uh, it depends on how you define ticket. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because you can sell tickets through Eventbrite. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I had to uh, help Irene buy BTS tickets. And that was the first time I've used Ticketmaster in like six or seven years. It's rough. It's a pain. It is rough. I have so much more respect for Niantic for doing the lottery system. Because... Even if you're sitting there for like four hours waiting for Ticketmaster to open its queue and it's like telling you not to refresh, it's like still a lottery. Like it's, am I going to connect before the other a million people trying to order these tickets? 
Like, just give me a lottery. Say that, like, right. you won the lottery. Your time to buy is between 3 and 4 p.m. There's only 100 other people that will be buying, so the servers aren't going to be slammed. Here's your secret code to get in. Listen, millennial. <laughs> Back in my day, pre-internet. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to get tickets that were sold by Ticketmaster, you had to know which stores were the Ticketmaster outlets and literally line up in the cold hours before the store opened, hoping, because once again, no lottery, that you were in line and your store went fast enough that you could get tickets. Yep. That's how, I, that's how I got second row for Tori Amos, is that we went to an out-of-the-way, we drove to an out-of-the-way Ticketmaster location. We got there two hours ahead of their opening. We were the third person in line, and the two people in front of us wanted different concerts. They didn't want Tori Amos? No. Wow. <laughs> Gore. It is what it is. Niantic <laughs> apologized, and I'm sure- Apologized- it- Pay your slap on the wrist fee. Three Never months. Never do it again. No one will Wink. remember. Uh, no one. The internet will remember. Believe me, the next time an event comes up, it'll be, Niantic didn't tell Japan about service charges. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, is, is this, uh, uh, are, are the G Fuel boys going to, um, going to DVK? Is this event sold out? Events? Where are the G Fuel boys, by the way? Just two of us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Will, ref- do Will refuses. Uh, Saturday is sold out, but Friday and Sunday are available, Greg. Okay. So, how, uh, how much take do you think? Part of, <laughs> take part of your mansion money. Get me a ticket okay. across the sea. You got you got an I'll updated passport? You for... No. Uh, see? I bet Will has an updated passport. I certainly not do yet. not have a passport because oh. Greg has my application and he keeps conveniently oh. forgetting to bring it to whenever we get together because he doesn't want me to leave the country. Correct. If I could stop you from leaving the state, I would. Oh, my gosh. Once you're here, you're in my web and you can never How leave. are we supposed to go to Pikachu Outbreak if you boys don't have your passports ready? Look, it would take me like two seconds to get a passport. When is it? Uh, Pikachu Outbreak, I think, is usually in August. Yeah, I can get a passport by August. All right, all right, all right. I mean, I won't have my real ID but then, because Minnesota's so far behind. <laughs> I have to do that next week, and I... Ugh. They haven't oh. cleared through October yet. Jeez. This is bad. Let's take a break. Uh, we got Pokemon Home, Pokemon Masters, Funko, and uh, some other stuff. Got all the legal stuff out of the way. What a great way to open up this show. I'll try to, I'll try to shuffle and find something about Milwaukee's Lake Park for next week. <laughs> for, for the next uh, five minutes, you'll hear all the legal stuff that we have to say about our show. All right. We will be right back. Dynamax? 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 Dynam
Dynamax Band. You guys like Funko <laughs> figures. Funko figures are my favorite, if that hasn't been clearly expressed sarcastically in the past. Okay. All right. No. Neither of you collected any of the Day with Pikachu stuff, right? No. No. And I'm not going to start collecting this new one, which is... An Afternoon with Eevee and Friends. (laughs) I like it. Pokemon and Funko collaborate on a new Pokemon Center figure collection. The Pokemon Company International, in collaboration with Funko, has announced a full lineup of the Afternoon with Eevee and Friends collection of Pokemon figures for Pokemon Center, the premier destination for official, high-quality Pokemon merchandise in the U.S. Yeah! The new series of nine figures celebrates fan favorites of Pokemon Eevee and its evolution. The lineup, uh, the line comes with on the heels of the incredibly popular A Day with Pikachu figure collection from the Pokemon Company International and Funko, which depicted the iconic character Pikachu enjoying various seasons and holidays. Similar to A Day with Pikachu, fans will be able to pick up a new figure from an afternoon with Eevee and friends each month starting on February 18th with the first product showcasing Eevee. And then in March, we will get Vaporeon, April Sylveon, May Glaceon, that makes... Yes. Yes, put Glaceon, the ice Pokemon in May, okay. Uh, The one that no one will buy, uh, Flareon in June, (laughs) Espeon in July, Jolteon in August, Leafeon in September, and Umbreon in October. I can't, I can't, I can't do this again. I can't. I I I don't know why you did it in the first place. Uh, Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) If the Sylveon is really cute and the Glaceon is really, I mean, they they have to be really cute. I might. But, like, I already have a Flareon figure that I don't like in my house. That's all your problem. Your problem starts with the F and ends with the Eon. Why, why, Why do you have a Flareon? So, back in the day when there was a whole bunch of Pokemon figures that were put out it was in a kit of other things that i actually wanted and so it, <laughs> it's just they're like the redford stepchild that is just there it's like oh yeah flarian what was the one that i wanted ah that's the one did i mention to you that my i i got a cubone skull for christmas like not an official one i would assume no like it, like off etsy yeah 3d printed cubone skull it's super cute Super disturbing is more like it. You're just jealous. A little bit. So I did the math. These were $15 a piece, the Pikachu ones. 12 of them. That came to $180. I mean, I'm on the website, Nintendo Life, that says, if you do all of them, it will cost you $134.91. Is that with tax and service charges no. or without? <laughs> no, without, without tax and service charges. Also, the amount of times where I was like, well, if I just get my cart to 50, I don't have to pay for shipping, which is a big, big selling point. I don't like Eevee enough. I just don't. I, I really like Sylveon a lot, um, I'm, but I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, you can break that. You can just get the things you want and be happy with the ones that you actually yeah, want. Yeah, that's true. You can say or... they're... There was only, I only have friendship with Sylveon, and that's the only one I got. Or you could recognize that 
possessions possess you, not the other way around, Jeez. and live a life free from there all of go, these correctables. Ugh. Ugh, I, look, look around my place. You know I'm no Marie Kondo, but I, know. <laughs> I don't pointlessly buy figurines that literally do not, not since I was seven years old and I went to the Windward Center Mall in Kaneohe, Hawaii and got a Smurf figurine of like sporty Smurfs playing basketball. That's the last one I bought. So it has been 39 years since I bought my last figurine. And I have since, from, since then recognized that, wow, what a waste of money that is. So what I'm hearing for your birthday, you want Smurf. <sighs> I don't have birthdays anymore. And no, you do. The Smurfs don't exist anymore. Oh, they do. Last da time. Da Smurfs exist in Germany. Da Smurfs. Last time I was at Will's house, I saw the uh, Cyndaquil plush that I got you for your birthday like five years ago. Still in the box. Well, if you take it out, it's not worth anything. Exactly. Right. That's very true. It's on my shelf of stuffed animals that you can live on that shelf, friends, and <laughs> go no further. Maybe the real secret is you, you as soon as I, if you know I'm coming, you, you, you pull out the cynical plush. Like you have a closet. A you have a closet of gifts that people have gotten you. And then when you know I've you're seen coming, the closet. You, ro yes. you rotate out the gifts. You've I, discovered I, my secret. <laughs> you know this to be true. Search your feelings. Let's talk about Pokemon Home. This it's, is. It's slightly better than Bank. Slightly? Okay. Also, shout out to. Um, Shout out to James from our Attic channel for sending us the Funko news. <laughs> so this is off, uh, this is just the press release that the Pokemon Company sent me. The Pokemon Company International announced, International announced today that Pokemon Home, a cloud service designed as a place to gather all your Pokemon, is now available on the Nintendo Switch system, the App Store, and Google Play. Pokemon Home enables trainers to take Pokemon from, a, from linked Pokemon series games, deposit them in boxes in the cloud, and move them around to other linked and compatible games. Also, by linking the same Nintendo account on both, uh, uh, to both versions of Home, the Nintendo Switch version and the mobile version, fans can access the same Pokemon boxes from both hardware platforms. The Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon Home supports connectivity to Nintendo Switch games, such as Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Both the Nintendo Switch versions of Pokemon Home and the mobile device versions of Pokemon Home support connectivity to the Nintendo 3DS software, Pokemon Bank. To commemorate the release of Pokemon Home, Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transporter will be at no cost from Wednesday, February 12th to Thursday, March 12th. Trainers will be able to gather Pokemon from various Pokemon series games using Pokemon Bank and Transporter. Once they have their Pokemon in Pokemon Bank, trainers will then be able to move those Pokemon from Pokemon Home if they have a paid premium plan in Pokemon Home. Um, and that's what the press release says. And then it directs me to the website, which has no new information <laughs> that it had before. But let's talk about it. Uh, for the most part, at least for me, it was pretty smooth to download, install, use it. Transferring was incredibly easy. Well, so let me ask you my first question. I When I saw that people started having access to it. I went to the app store on my iPhone and typed Pokemon Home and nothing came up. What yep. was I doing wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Um so th that th this has nothing to do with Game Freak or, or Nintendo. It just has to do with how the app store has to uh index 
actual search results on your devices and how um, there's like a slow rollout of apps for people. So sometimes somebody can get an update to an app before somebody else gets an update because they don't push it to all devices at once. They push it in in uh, groups. So so wait, just other pe- it was in other people's app stores before it was in my app store? Yeah, yes. There is a trick. <sighs> there is a trick to this um for anyone who ever wants to find an app early. So for example, if somebody is like, "Hey, Pokémon, I'll just use Pokémon apps for example." If somebody says, "Hey, Pokémon Go has an update," and you check the update tab and there's no update, it's probably because your device hasn't indexed that yet. But if you were to like search for Pokémon Go and go to the actual app, you'll probably see the update button there um, because it is posted. It's just that your device hasn't received that. Yeah, but that's an update, not a software title. I needed the software title. So when new software gets added, what you can do is if you know the developer's name, because again, it's so the app is there. It's just the, the search engine, the search engine in your app store hasn't indexed it yet. So what I was telling people to do is if you search for Magikarp Jump, which is indexed, and you click on Magikarp Jump, and then you click on the developer, which is the Pokemon Company International, you can see all the apps that they've published, and one of them was Pokemon Home. So you was you were able to get it before your search engine indexed it. So that was how people were getting it a little bit quicker than other people. Well, either way, left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Classic Will. Did you, did you use it, Will? Have you downloaded I, it? Did you pay the $16? Okay, I have downloaded it both to my phone after Greg so kindly sent me the link to the application. Um, I downloaded it onto my Switch. I have paid the $16. I spent probably 10 minutes on my Switch looking for where I could do friend codes because I kept getting friend codes from all these other people. Couldn't find them. Got frustrated stopped for a while realized that you could only do the friend codes on the phone yep because <laughs> that's stupid and so then i sent out a few friend codes to people and they said are you having a seizure why are you typing all these letters because it doesn't give you any other information other than blurt here's a bunch of letters and this is where it ends I went on my Switch and I said, I'm going to connect to Pokemon Bank. I'm going to select which of my Pokemon in Pokemon Bank I'm going to upload because I'm like, this, this is Will Anderson's thought process. I was like, it knows who I am. Obviously, there's a whole part of the Switch that says, here's your friends from your 3DS, so make them your friends on your Switch. So it's like, it knows who I am. So then I go in, and then it's like, get the move key from the bank to say to connect and the move with the things. And then I'm like, okay. okay. Then I went on my 3DS, and I opened Pokemon Bank. It's like, you've got a software update that's going to take about 45 minutes to download and install. And I was like, whatever. You know what? I'll just do a living Dex in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and eventually I'll get back around to this. That's where I am right now. I'm actually not surprised this conversation happened with you. (laughs) (laughs) Why? They just throw hurdle after hurdle after hurdle in my way. I mean, to why be, can't it be easy? To be fair, 
I'm sure if you were to like update your Pokemon transport or your Pokemon bank right now, it would probably be instantaneous because not a million people are trying to do it on the day that they released it. Also, I turned it on on the Switch and some freaky looking hippie dude with future, like the guy is like the doctor from Back to the Future who I thought was the weakest part of that entire movie, sunglasses on, assaults me. And then leaves me in the hands of Pokeball Boy, whatever his name is. Pokeboy? Here's the secret of Pokeboy. He gives you all the information about the things that you don't need information Correct. about. And gives, gives you, you no none. information about the things that you do need information about. That is accurate. Pokeboy is definitely designed by James Turner, right? Like, if you ever follow James Turner on Instagram or Twitter, it is a million percent his his style. I think the Professor Oak is called Grand Oak. Is that correct? Grand Grand Oak. Oak. Grand Oak, yeah. Which is a type of tree. Which really calls into question where he fits in the Oak family tree. There's actually, like, a kind of a... I, I can maybe answer that question for you. Are you are you are you saying that you are not happy with with Pokemon <laughs> Home, Will? I I can't tell yet because I really haven't been able to use it. Sounds like you have some complaints. I do. Oh, and also talking to Greg scared me off the whole thing. Greg and Vince, <laughs> I sat there for fifteen minutes as they screamed at me about how awful it was, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm really not touching this." <laughs> they made a lot of. Weird choices that I was like, why, why are you doing this? Why, why did you do it this way? Like the mobile version has the Pokemon Go box interface, which I absolutely hate. Pokemon box? Pokemon Go doesn't have no boxes. Correct. Oh, you don't like that there's boxes? I, well, I I like that there's boxes. I like knowing where I put things when I go into home it's just a giant list of everything that I've put in whatever order is decided. The fact that there are labels that it auto creates for itself that the game doesn't tell you, hey, these are labels that you can work and use with and what they do. They're just hidden here. Yeah, the label stuff. Once you discover the label stuff, it's 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 awesome, but they But they don't do anything to tell you about it. They <laughs> well, don't where... even Look, Pokeboy is just a boy. <sighs> We, then we, give we me need, po- we give need, me Pokemon. Yeah, we need, need Pokemon who understands <laughs> how how to actually make a usable product that is fun and human. Okay, it's easy. Okay, it is easy to figure out labels on your own. And once you figure out labels, you're like, this is a better system than what Pokemon Bank had. If you get there, yes, it's not easy to get there. And like, there is n- there is nothing except for a challenge that says, "Hey, you've created a label." I'm like, I did. Where? Where is this label I created? And if I click on the challenge, it don't tell me where that is or what it what it is or where to find it. I have to not only do you have to find it yourself, but you have to have pressed on the right area for three seconds or longer for it to launch. There are so many maddening things that they've just put in the way of making their ease of use functions actually easy. To use, as look, and look, Poke Boy, Poke Boy had one job. He failed. He failed. Grade F. And correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. Friend Trade is only local. I haven't tried trading, so I don't know. 
I have only gotten it to work locally, and I don't know if that's a server issue or if that's just the way it works, which makes friend codes and friend trading useless. And since they didn't put any additional blocks or any sort of additional filters on the GTS or Wonderboxing, well, okay. those, are, those are essentially as useless as they always have been. GTS was always pretty useless. Like, unless you were like, I really just need, I'm, I'm missing a per-ugly. Can, is somebody out there willing to trade a per-ugly? Oh, you want Mewtwo for per-ugly. All right, well, eventually I'll find somebody who's wanting, like, a bell sprout for per-ugly. All right, done. Got the per-ugly. That's, like, the best that GTS can offer you. Because otherwise it's like, I'm looking for uh, Necrozma, but uh, I'm only willing to trade Weepin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some bad trades on GTS, without but, a doubt. But, but, but GTS... GTS is, like, terribly broken right now because you can't trade... So, I don't know if this is intentional, but you can't trade mythical Pokemon via the GTS. Correct. So, like, Meltan, Melmetal, like, Caldeo, you can't trade those Pokemon. Uh, but when you do the, the legendary mythical filter, Pokemon that are still legendary, like Tapu, Coco, Tapu, Lele, a Type Null, Silvalli, uh, they still appear in the results, even if you have that filter off. So... I don't yep. know what happened there, but everything in regards to the GTS, we can we could spend 20 minutes talking about how it's broken and how it doesn't work. Or we can just say, currently, as of this podcast, it's broken and it doesn't work. Correct. But so that's my thing, right? Like, at this point, the one thing that does work is, is an expanded bank on the Switch. That's the part that works. That ain't worth 16 bucks. I can't say in good faith that all the other features that it was supposed to bring, and I'm disappointed that it brought nothing more than what was on their website. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing additional. It is exactly what's offered, and what's offered is poorly implemented. That's not worth $16 to me. It will probably be in the future, but right now, nah. You needed to go lower if you were going to have this many problems at the start uh, things that just didn't work hold on it's only been like it's not even been a week <laughs> oh no true it has not even been a full week and i would assume that the gts part is the hardest part what? to get right what happens when we assume no 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 that's fine i'm okay so there's a couple of things that i think are really important here but it's I, one of the major features of the stupid program. I know, but I think that's the hardest thing to get right because of how many people will be putting things on and off. The, you can put up to 10 things on the GTS if you're paying, right? 10? The GTS has existed for 10 years now. What? How long do they need to get it right? It's been 10 years. I agree. <laughs> the GTS is hot garbage. They know what's legal. They would know that a level one Venusaur <laughs> isn't a thing that can be asked for. Like, a f you know, uh, a male Salazzle. The system, at this point, ten years into this process, should not allow a person to select that. Yeah. It should be able to say, hey, that is not a valid trade. That is not something you can look for. Yep. And yeah, you're, you're right. just... You're just clogging up our servers with a bunch of garbage. That is something that they should prioritize 10 years into this process. And when it's a major part of your program, when you're saying, 
pay for three extra slots to gain access to the GTS. By the way, we've done nothing to it. It is still hot garbage, full of hot garbage. We've improved it in no way. And not only that, you can't train with your friends across the country or across the world. Give us your 16 bucks. Excuse me? Uh, so you can trade with your friends across the world. You just have to, use, ro- you have to use room trade. <laughs> so I know that for sure works. I don't know about the first part. I can't but speak to that. But is room trade random? Like you get a no, random you, thing? You, you can room trade with just one other person. So you both join the room trade. Um, because room trade, you have to give out a code. So like if I start a room trade uh, for you, oh I can gosh. give you a code. You can join it. And then we both pick Pokemon and that trade works. I know for sure the that codes works. codes will be the death of us. Like, they will. seriously. They will be. That is no better than trading in... I mean, how long is the code? Uh, please say it's better I, than... I have not room traded yet. I just know that... Because uh... if it's four, we're in the same problem that Sword and Shield is in. Like, come on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I 100% agree with you that it's been 10 years of the GTS and they can't figure out basic things that are clearly issues. Level 1 Venusaur, Shiny Victini. Shiny Victini is like a good example of a Pokemon that has never, ever been released... And yet, multiple people have gotten shiny Victini's wonder traded to them. There is a simple and basic check that needs to exist for that, and they haven't implemented it. Same with level 1 Venusaur, although I think like level 15 Dragonite is technically illegal, because I think you could have caught a level 15 Dragonite in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon in like a 1% SOS encounter. But yes, Mail it. So there's already, like that. that is a huge problem that some people don't care about, and that's always pushed me away from the GTS. I, I like obviously be be hacked. I am sure it exists, but I don't think there's ever been a situation where Meloetta has not been in a Cherish Ball or or Marshadow has not been in a Cherish Ball. Um, and I'm sure the I'm sure there are Marshadows in Moon Balls or Meloettas in Luxury Balls that are are existing, and all of those Pokemon are obviously faked. Fake Pokemon? Do they do they not care? Are they unaware? Is it just broken? Because to me, my complaint was this GTS feels like they just, no pun intended, over the last couple episodes, they just copy and pasted it from X and Y and plopped it into here. And like the legendary filters can't even figure out if type null qualifies as a legendary or not. It does, by the way. It just, the filters doesn't reflect that. So yes, I do agree with you there. I will say though, that I have a lick of conf- I have a little bit of confidence because Pokemon Home shipped with 1.0.2 and within the not even 5 days of it being out, it's already at 1.0.4. So they have pushed two updates as we're recording it. It's the weekend. I I doubt any developer or anyone working on Pokemon Home worked on it this weekend they probably shipped 1.0.4 said it's stable enough where it's working we'll come back on monday and we'll start implementing stuff oh you better get me on in on that person's performance evaluation (laughs) no time off for failures buddy heck no (laughs) if we don't get time off for an iphone launch y'all don't get it for home launch weekends are for people who give us uh functional wonder trades weekends aren't for you bud I have faith. I, I believe okay. that Pokemon Bank had like three updates in the seven years <laughs> that like, it existed. But how, what, what, what it, kind of a testament to it is uh, to the quality of Pokemon Home is it that they've had to have four updates in one week? It's like we released without uh, actually thinking or, no, or, or, or that, doing any kind of fair. testing. 
I don't have to be fair for $16. Yeah, but like app development is extremely hard. And there are not only iOS devices, but there's Android devices. But not only are people running um, those on iOS 13, but probably 13.1, probably 12.4, probably 11.9. I think as long as you're running iOS 9 and higher, you're allowed to use Pokemon Home on top of like the different processors. And then you go over to the Android. I'm sure somebody who's like, I made an app. It's not that complicated, but it is. But, okay, that's fine. But they have tons of money and... They are already withholding features that they know that they don't have ready. There's no integration with Pokemon Go. All right, leave out the wonder trade until you can make it a not garbage wonder trade, right? I And still, like, take my $16 and say in two months you can have wonder trade. And you know what? Actually, I'll hold off on my $16 until you give me the good wonder trade and Greg can verify for me. It's like there's no excuse for a company of this level with this much money to release a product that's so crummy and with just like so poorly documented and just fundamentally for me and this is really what i got from the conversation with greg previously was (laughs) why why can't it be one application why does it literally have to be something completely different between the switch and the phone. Why do I need to learn two applications to do one thing? Manage my cloud stored Pokemon. Why? What, what, it's just, it makes no sense. And like finding out that you can zoom in and zoom out. Oh, it, it, it's like an it's it's like old style programs where it's like the developers put it out, didn't tell you how to use it, and you are literally relying on your friends and other people on the internet to say, "Hey, did you know you could do this?" No, I didn't. That would make this so much better. Oh, thank you, person, for telling me. This is they bought into the Snapchat mentality. Yes, we're not going to explain anything to anybody so that the people who figure it out can be the cool kids. Ugh, that's not what I needed for my Pokemon Home. It's more like the Pokemon Homeless. Jeez. (laughs) So besides GTS and trading being a mess, my Pokemon. List like Pokemon Go on in the home app being a nightmare. Yes. See, I don't think that's like an issue. I do. It's so easy to filter, though. It should also be easy to have them in the order that I put them in and easily recognizable on the main switch. So that when I go to the home app, I'm not confronted with a completely different UI that I have to now learn. Well, my complaint was how the like Y button is like inverse and the X button is inverse on the switch version. Compared to Sword and Shield? Because you, like, hit the X... Is it, like, you hit the X button in Sword and Shield to, like, toggle between... Yes. Select all, select one, or, like, swap? But in the Switch... For, in the home version, you hit, like, the L and R button? You hit the... It's the other... It's it's not the L and R. It's the ones below it. It's the... No, no. L and, L and R is how you filter between the ones. Y... The, the like, swap button is, like, Y instead of, like, X or something. It's, it's something. The, the, it's frustrating. Anyways, the two UIs don't match each other, and that's extremely frustrating. Because you're, I like, I mean, there's re-learning. three UIs that don't match each other. Because there's the one in Sword and Shield, there's the home switch, and there's the home app on the mobile. Yes. And none of them match. Which is, like, really? None of these are going to work <laughs> the same? Also, you're going to give me a list of challenges, but not tell me what I'm working for. I just have to randomly stumble onto them. And one of your challenges, and one of your challenges, is using the Wonder Box, the Wonder Box that is deeply problematic. Which, yeah, I don't want to touch it. It's too scary. Yeah, I don't want to touch it either. 
but that's a, that is one of the things. It's one of the challenges. And I've done it. I've used it. I mean, I've had successful wonder trades, but it's just like, also, it took 10, 15 hours for my wonder box trades to go through. Mm. What's, uh, you know, I think what's really frustrating, too, is we had so much hope for what this was going to be. And just just for it to be so not that is a huge disappointment for $16. And uh, it has been said at, you know, once I've bought the $16 and brought everything over and I'm over the 30, I'm locked into $16 for the life of this, the life of this program, if I ever want to get them out again, because we don't know what happens if you stop paying, what 30 do you get access to? They already say to? it. They, they specifically say on their website. So let's, so that's not What 30 do fair. you get access to? If you, stop pl- if you stop paying, your Pokemon do not get deleted. You just cannot withdraw right. or put in. So uh, any of them. Any of them. So you don't even get the, the box of 30 anymore. It's you just still nothing. get the box You're... of 30, although I'm not okay. completely sure which Pokemon are sitting in that Wait, initial box exactly. of 30. I'm so assuming is it the initial, the, is it the the initial the, box on that one? Is it the first thirty that you have on home? Is it which first thirty it is? is it? Like that's another thing that they don't explain. Like you don't get access to the other one. Granted, fine. So I've got ones that are locked away. Which UI is telling me which thirty I get? Well, ask Pokeboy. He long since. All he's saying is, "Hey, look at these challenges you don't want to do." The thing is, I will say this: the thing is, is I, I have been using a lot of home. I really want to like it. I really want to be able to use it. I want it to be more than what it is. But I'm already confronted with a bunch of just decisions that don't make sense, that are actually very frustrating to use. And I'm only sticking with it because I'm a huge fan and I have so many Pokemon that I want to bring up. And yeah, it was absolutely cool to bring the Rosalia that I bred in Emerald that I created there. I have now brought it all the way up to home. That is, That was a great moment for me. But it's a nightmare to get there. And so many people who are less into this system are just... It's just a turnoff. It's just like, this could be something. And it's not. It is a barely better version of Bank at this point. And that's really frustrating. I, it's better than Bank. It is. It, it, there's undeniably that it's better than Bank, but it's not that much better. I have confidence because this is the same conversation, more or less, that we had when Pokemon Go came out. And Pokemon Go has added a million new features since the three plus years it's been around, it had pro- it had a way worse start than this did. Uh, when we couldn't even get into it. Well, I mean, people couldn't download it for forty eight hours. So <laughs> let's let's like, and if you had if you had a trainer club account, you couldn't get into it at all, and it was you linked it, so you can't you can't change anymore. And and then if you I mean, and all the people, people with the Google accounts, they were having the time of their life. <laughs> No release is perfect, and that's not even the main thing, is that even if this release was perfect, the product that they're presenting is below expectation. Below my expectation. I will say that. Like, other people, I'm sure, love it, and they're like, all I wanted was a place to store 50,000 Pokemon. I don't care if they're hacked. 
Great. The things that you were specifically complaining about, the GTS, the Wonder Trade, the friend thing, like that was something that was not on my radar specifically just because I never planned on using those features. Although I do completely acknowledge that the fact that basic checks like Shiny Victini, Mail Saland it, 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 that's unacceptable for them to not even have those basic checks. But the core feature that I was paying for, which is getting all the Pokemon in one place, seeing it on my iPhone, to me is worth the $16. And I do love the label system. I was able to import all of Irene's Pokemon uh, because I'm a thief and I stole all her Pokemon from her copy of Moon and then her copy of Ultra Moon. Uh, And then because they they were both named Irene, but they have different player IDs, I was able to highlight all those Pokemon and assign an Irene label to it. So now just by filtering through labels... I can instantly see all of Irene's Pokemon quickly. I can then also label all the Ultra Beasts as Ultra Beasts so I can quickly find them no matter where they are. And I think that's more important. That's why I'm not hanging onto that box thing as you are, Greg. It's just different types of organization. Some people might like wooden hangers. Some people might like plastic hangers. As long no, as there's no plastic, wire hangers. No wire hangers. <laughs> never. Listen here, Christina. We're going to get this floor clean. We're going to organize these Pokemon, Christina. But uh, <laughs> the the labeling system on top of how I've already used markings is, is, is like the best. Like, I love the overall Pokemon Go, like, look that there are no boxes. I can just scroll through it. I actually do prefer that. It's weird. That, so That makes me just... I, I stare at it and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. The, the Switch version kind of has both. It has the boxes, but then if you hit like the Y button, uh, you have the entire list view, which is ultimately like that Pokemon Go view. I love how uh, I I was actually really curious of how they were going to show the Pokemon, but like the little flat 2D, 3D models that they have, I think look really great. And I love that you can see the difference between if they're shiny or if they're not shiny, like right on your device. Yeah. You can search by shiny, which uh, was, you know, something I didn't think was going to happen on both devices. Uh, you can search, you can favorite Pokemon, which is great. Uh, that was something that came from Pokemon Go that I really wanted. You can search by Pokerus, which is something that was not advertised that we didn't think like, oh, is it, does it have Pokerus? Is it a cured Pokerus? Um, so that's an awesome search feature. There is no search for what was the other thing that would have been obvious. There's no search for like, does this Pokemon have a ribbon, which is a bit of a bummer. But I already marked all my ribbons with like. Can the, you search by IVs? You can't. Uh, you can. Uh, no, I don't think so. Hmm. You can search by game, so you can search by like, what game did it touch last? Did it touch Pokemon Home last? Did it touch uh, Let's Go Pikachu? Let's Go Eevee? You can search by how these Pokemon move to a game. Like, can can I search by all Pokemon that can be available in Pokemon Shield, which is great. So there is... So with all the complaints aside, there is some really powerful things you can do searching, marking, and labeling-wise that I think, like, if there was no GTS, if there was no uh, Wonder Trade, like, the searching alone... To me is worth it. Like I'm already up to 3,200 Pokemon. And I haven't even moved any Pokemon over from my copies of Black, Black 2, HeartGold, SoulSilver, Platinum. Because I'm trying to get a Living Dex in Black 2 before I move those 500 plus Pokemon over. 
but these these are all the Pokemon that came from my like XY, Sun, Moon, Omega, Ruby copies. So I'm like super, super happy with that. Uh, and the, again, going back to like the label things was something I didn't think I wanted, but man, it makes it so great. Uh, in combination with like the other ways I specifically search, although labels not being so you can see a label marking on the switch, but you can't mark labels on the switch, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. The box organizational features of Pokemon Home, I am super satisfied with. And the 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 one thing that is really cool also is how you can on switch <laughs> because they use boxes, you can move an entire box. Normally, you would press, like, the LR to switch it to the green. The green is, like, the select all. But if you, you can actually pick up an entire box and you can move it instead of having... So, this is, this is like, hard to explain visually. So, let's say, like, in, in Sword and Shield, you have, like, box 1, box 2, box 3, box 4, box 5, etc., up to 32. And you might have renamed those boxes to, like, shiny 1, sh- like, shiny box 1, G-Max box 1, G-Max box 2. And so... Ideally, if you were to select all the Pokemon in the G-Max box and move it over into Home, you would then have to go into Home and then rename that Home box like G-Max box 1. But instead, a cool feature is you can literally lift up the entire box. So if you named G-Box, G-Max box 1, G-Max box 2, G-Max box 3 in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can pick up, pick up all three of those boxes, name included, background included, and move them into Home, and it keeps everything there, which is really great. Because you can start organizing and arranging no matter where you are and not have to be like, oh, well, I have to rename 14 boxes in Home and I have to rename 14 boxes in Sword and Shield because that's it takes 14 boxes to complete my living decks. You can just literally lift the whole box up, which is really great, um, I think. I think the interface on the... I, I think the Go interface on iOS... I like it. I guess Greg doesn't, but I think it's garbage. I I love it. I love the like the zoom in. I love that I can see my shiny Machamp right next to my other Machamp, right next to all my Machops. I love being able to click on it and then tap the little. I can look at the EVs. I can tap it again to see the the judge stuff. I can see that it has Pokeris. I can scroll down. Oh, beautiful! Oh, I can see all my ribbons here on this Machamp that I transferred up from Crystal. But wait, what would be the point to my accepting your friend request? There's nothing we can do. Uh, I can see if you're a Gen 1 or not by what I, icon you I pick. I am not. I can... Uh, the, okay, oh, the sticker stuff the is really cool. The icons are real... The icons you can be are real sad. Yeah, it's pretty limited. There's only like eight choices. I can see the cool sticker things you have. I have no stickers. A- question answered. Yeah, oh, that interface is also super frustrating. Like, how do I get to my room to put on stickers? Oh, I have to click on my name. There's nothing that says my room. All right. I also feel about stickers the same way I feel about Funko Pops. All right. I had this question. I'm I'm looking at the, the FAQs here. I had this question. Can I access Pokemon Home on multiple smart devices or Nintendo Switch consoles? When linked to a Nintendo account, you can access your Pokemon Home from one smart device and multiple Nintendo Switch consoles. Yeah, and how ridiculous is that? I, so I can't use Pokemon Home on my iPhone and my iPad. Yeah, it's a, I I yeah. haven't I haven't even downloaded the iPad version. I don't even know if it's a fourth interface. <laughs> it, I I doubt it. 
I just hope it's not the tiny iPhone interface on an iPad screen, which they used to do back in the day. Each Pokemon Home account is limited to one smart device at a time. Linking your Nintendo account to your Pokemon Home on a new smart device will transfer your information to the new device. Okay, so the coolest thing that we didn't talk about as we're waiting for this link trade is... Coolest. It, it, it is really cool, I think. And uh, it's like the one thing that out of this whole launch of this product that they did right. <laughs> so you, so you're, you're coming to my side of the universe. At, All right. At some point... Your the the 3DS recognized your Nintendo account and recognized that you downloaded Pokemon Bank. And I knew tons of people, at least a dozen plus, just because I stream on Twitch, that came into my stream like for the last couple months and asked, hey, I no longer have my 3DS. I sold it. How can I get this Pokemon and Pokemon Bank into Pokemon Home? And I was like, I'm lost cause, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, it, Peyton, if you're listening, this is the part you need to listen yeah. to. Okay, public service announcement right there. Uh, so, zero seconds, Steve, do something. Oh, it says select Pokemon. Okay, it worked. Okay, I'm going to select, uh, I'm going to select, uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you can see it. This is actually really cool. I'm very happy with this. This is pretty cool. Oh, wait, you can emote. Look at, I emoted. It's because I'm happy that we're trading. Dang, that's actually really cute. Will is still trying to pick a Pokemon. Wait, can I pick a different Pokemon? I, I, I'm, I, I can't. Yeah, I think do, it can I select can't emote. I can't do anything. I'm not going to trade one of the two Pokemon I have in Pokemon Home. Oh, I picked a different Pokemon. And then I emoted. Wait, what two Pokemon do you have in Home? The two that they give you for free. Oh. oh. <laughs> Just leave. Yeah, leave, I think, yeah see if door. you can leave and what happens. Hit the little get door out. button. I, I, there is no door button. Lower. Well, get out of the Pokemon selection. I how? Okay, pick a Pokemon and then hit the and then hit the door. Okay, so we see the Pikachu, and then there should be the red door. Okay, now you're gone. Yes. So the trade. I guess we have to wait till the trade number is complete. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for all the help, Poke Boy. Okay, so coolest thing. Coolest all these thing. people came in. Okay, so and pumped your Twitch numbers. Pumped That's my cool yeah. For you, pumped my Twitch nobody numbers. Nobody else. When you download it on the th- uh, on the Switch, it'll say like "Move from Pokemon Bank," and it will say like, "Do you have your 3DS? Yes or no?" And if you say no, it will read your Nintendo ID, the email you used. And since obviously on the Switch and on my 3DS, I use the same Nintendo ID, which is my personal email address. It then saw that it saw my I have two Pokemon banks. I have one Pokemon bank on my original DS that I used every day. And then I had another Pokemon bank, which was tied to a diff, my business email because that other 3DS was the 3DS that has a capture card in it that I use to stream. And so I said, I was like, let me just test this. I'm going to say no, that I don't have my 3DS. But I did. It just wasn't on. And it was able to read that original Pokemon bank, which only had like 30 Pokemon in, and instantly transfer them all over. Because that 3DS downloaded Pokemon Home with the same email address, which was tied to my Nintendo ID that my Switch is. Which is awesome for anyone who did sell sell their 3DS or trade it in or do whatever they did with it. Oh, it's trading the Farfetch. There it goes. Oh, this animation is really sweet. Yeah, the, the trading animation is good. 
Also, like, Captain Planet just, like, destroyed that Pokeball. Yeah. Oh, nice, boring Pokeball you sent me. I think that was a Farfetch and Let's Go. I give you personally cared for and bred trades, and you give me some random stranger you picked up on the streets of Kanto? <laughs> oh, so if we go to continue trading, it puts us back in the same room, which is pretty cool. I'm out. Okay, well, there you go. Now we know how You're to useless. trade two people specifically. Two people specifically in the most convoluted 182nd way each time. So that that saved a bunch of people who... I, 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 that's a weird thing to me, I guess. Like, if I cared about Pokemon and I cared about Pokemon Bank, I don't think I would sell my only 3DS with access to Pokemon Bank on it. That's just me. But I guess those people existed because I talked to all of those people. Yep. Um, so then the other way you can do it is, yes, I have my 3DS. And then you're inside the 3DS. It'll say, like, because the, the Pokemon Bank had an update, it'll say, like, generate a QR code. And then you type that code in or you type that, like, 16-digit, 12-digit code into your Switch. And then it initiates a transfer. And, and that's really cool. It's like that it worked really well. It was very convenient for people who no longer had access to their 3DS, whether they sold it, whether they broke it, whether it's somewhere in their house and they just can't find it. Uh, that is a really, really cool feature that worked extremely well and probably saved a bunch of people's Pokemon. Well, it's going to save Peyton's Pokemon. Can other players on my Nintendo Switch console access my Pokemon? When using Pokemon Home, players can choose to deposit and withdraw Pokemon to and from compatible services on their Nintendo Switch. This means other players with Pokemon Home can access Pokemon from your games on Nintendo Switch. Be careful not to transfer other players' Pokemon on your console without permission. I guess that still doesn't answer my question. Like, if I have two accounts on my Switch, do they still see the both the same home account? Hmm. I thought I had to indicate who I was playing as when I opened Pokemon Home, so... Oh. That's interesting. Maybe. How can I trade Pokemon with other players in Pokemon Home? There are four ways to trade, Greg, using Pokemon and Pokemon Home. Wonderbox, GTS, Room Trade, and Friend Trade. Can I trade with specific friends? Players ages 16 and older can use the friend trade feature to trade Pokemon with other users you've become friends with on a smart device. You can add friends in the add friend feature. The friends list in Pokemon Home is not connected to your friends list. Yeah, we already know that. Pokemon can only be traded with the mobile version of Home. Switch does not support trade feature. We knew that. So uh, then there's a couple things. So when when you sign up for Pokemon Home... You get uh, the Pikachu, which I I heard some people got an English Pikachu. Some people got a Japanese Pikachu. I got a Japanese Pikachu. I got a Japanese Pikachu. The one that they gave me for free? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look at it. Now I have to find it because I only have my mobile phone up here. So I know what box it is in, but can I find it oh here? Oh, my gosh. No. Search for Pikachu. How many Pikachus you got? I have He's like been eight... playing this game for 200 years. He's got a thousand Pikachus. I have like 80 in hats. <laughs> well, the one thing they give you doesn't have a hat. Okay. Well, you can't search on hat versus no hat. That's true. There's no uh, accessory search. Um, if you... See, okay, so it's... All I have one that says, seems to have a faithful encounter in Pokemon Home. It is just named Pikachu, and it's English. Oh, weird. You got an English one. When did I get a shiny Pikachu in... Was it the one from Target? Ball? It was the one from Target, I bet. 
Oh, that's it. Look at all these lame hats. Ugh. If you use one label for the first time, it gives you a Pichu. Uh, also, when you install the mobile version, it gives you a choice between Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. think you have to transfer from Pokemon Bank to make that appear. And then you can uh, you can pick either Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle, and then the specific starter will have the hidden ability. Yep. I went with Squirtle. Which is cool, because then you can breed that and, and, and trade those to to your friends. And then I've heard, so this this is, there's there's a couple issues with it. Some people weren't getting their Pikachu right away. Some people weren't getting their Pichu. I think this has to do with servers and how it detects. If you complete your national decks, which is at this point of recording 890 Pokemon, uh, you will get the original form Magearna, which is supposed to be the Magearna in the, that looks like the Pokeball colors. The Magearna that you get in Sun and Moon, or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I should say, through the QR code, which you can still do, by the way. If you're missing Magearna, you can go to Pokemon official website, find the QR code, scan it, transfer it up. That's like the all silver one, which is like the non-original because it was like old and rusted or whatever. But some people haven't gotten Magearna. Some people, yeah, I've heard that's real hit or miss. <laughs> some people got Magirna original form. Some people got the Magirna, which is the not original form. So I think that'll be resolved because also some people didn't get Pikachu right away when they downloaded the app. But then like a day later, the Pikachu showed up. So I'm not 100% sure what's happening there. Did I never put any of my Magirna into this game? Apparently not. How could you? Oh, there it is. Found it. There is mass transfer in Pokemon Home, so you can select up to 100 Pokemon and throw them away, which people were very excited about. Uh, If you were breeding in Sword and Shield, you take all three of those boxes, move them to Home, throw them all away at once, or Wonder Trade them into non-existence, because who knows where they're going in Wonder Trade. Um, If you transfer from Pokemon Home, I believe you get... 3,000 home points, which translates into 100 battle points. I'm trying to think of like other things Do we that know what up. the home points do yet? They just turn into battle points. They're just a substitute for whatever. I think Pokemon Bank called them Poke Miles, and then Poke Miles yeah. turned into battle points. Uh, it's the same. I mean, I have like 3,000, but I don't know how to make them do anything. Uh, on the Switch version, you can cash them in, because then you will pick either Sword or Shield to send them to. Ah, so, you know, this difference between the UIs again. Such great, 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 great. There you go. (laughs) What should I search for on the GTS to see what people are asking for? Quick, give me a Pokemon. Uh, Search for Trubbish. I can get a a level 11 Trubbish, Spanish Trubbish, if I give a Kiram of any kind. Oh, nice. Oh, here, I can get a level 15 Trubbish in... A luxury ball. Okay. And why do people do this? For Zamazenta. It's, I mean, it's the same on PTCGO. You'll be like, oh, I'm looking for full art Cynthia. And they're like, oh, we want, we want 700 packs of sword and shield, and we want the deed to your house for this full art Cynthia card. And it's, it's. Well, no, I mean, this is worse. Uh, I don't know. Like, the are, P- are PTCGO is pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait. Oh, wait. Look, I can get a Japanese Trubbish in a Dusk Ball. And you know what they want back? A Trubbish. Hey, there you go. 
I get an Italian trubbish for a trubbish. Why are you asking for something you already have? Because then they can um, masuda. But there's no guarantee you're going to get a foreign language. Oh. Oh, here's Ew. a trubbish for a manaphy. That's a good trait. I should get on that one. Uh, there, there. So going back to the sticker stuff, the, it, it, it does, I don't know, it's like spark a, at least for me, I know everyone's different, but it does spark a collecting threshold. Uh, not threshold. It does, I, I guess it, it just makes you, me you, want to you collect. Want, you want to, so you want to do complete the challenges because in I want, home. Right. So you will have to Wonderbox trade. No, that's not true. Uh, well, yeah, it's one of the challenge rewards. You get a sticker for it. Okay, yes, I will have to Wonder Trade, sure, and I will just throw and out everything I will it, get Wonder Trade. You need to do it twenty-five times. Oh gosh, that's uh, fine. Guess I will, what? Okay, we have to ruin. We have to ruin trade five more times. All right. Well, we'll we'll so get I can to get it. the star sticker. So, for example, you get a unique sticker if you, or like background sticker, I guess, if you have all the unknown in your Pokemon home. Which I did. I was one of those people that in Fire Red Leaf Green, I caught all the unknown and then I transferred them all the way up. Um, and then you get like a unique sticker if you get all the different forms forms of Minior, which I don't have. And now I want to go back to Sun and Moon and catch the other. How many are there? Eight. And then you get like a sticker if you have all the forms of Alcremi, Pokemon Home. On the Switch and on the mobile version actually shows you the differences between the Pumpkaboos you have and the Gorgices you have because they have different sizes. And I'm assuming once you have all the sizes, I think there are five sizes of each, you get a sticker there too. Going back to Minier, they did change Minier Shiny. So Minier now has a new Shiny that you can see in Pokemon Home and Pokemon uh, on the Switch and on the mobile version. And they so did do change... you have to have all the Minier colors yes but including the shiny i don't know if you need the shiny or not i don't think you need the shiny because the one person i saw that has the minier background i don't think has a shiny is it a background or is it a sticker it's like the background sticker because if you look the at mine I, yeah the wallpapers sorry okay because i thought i moved all my minier up here but apparently haven't you might be missing a color excuse me i don't think you need the shiny but that's a good question um, I may not have moved my minier up in here. I know I have to check. That should be really easy, right? Should be. Not. So it, it does make me want to like, oh, I can visually see now in Pokemon Home that I can see the Pumpkaboose sizes. It is, they, they did pay, I guess, somebody on that team was like, hey, you know what? We should really update Minier Shiny because we have a bigger color palette than the 3DS offered. They went out of their way and they updated Cast Form Shiny. So prior to... This coming out, Cast Form had just a pink shiny, and then when the weather changed, I think everyone should. Anyone who played Pokemon Go probably is very sick of Cast Form and its shiny because it spawned a lot on that low tad day. Um, but when Cast Form evolved in past games, or not evolved, but changed due to the weather into sunny day Cast Form or or uh, rainy day Cast Form, you could no longer tell it was shiny. Because the forms didn't have shinies, but now the forms <laughs> actually have shinies. So they went out of their way to change those, which is, like, great. I mean, they've changed Pokemon shinies in the past. They've changed Charizard shiny. They've changed Typhlosion shiny. Um, I think they've changed Ponyta shiny. Uh, they've changed Gliscor shiny a million times for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> so they have changed shinies before. So th those were some notable changes. 
Um, the GTS does have a cool feature of showing you how many Pokemon have been traded. So as of this recording, uh, 1.7 million Pokemon have been wonder traded since the game has come out. With the number one being Zacian. Uh, no, Zamazenta is actually number one right now. Oh, well, Zacian got moved to number two. So yeah, I, I for me, it, it is triggering that like I want to collect all the forms, but I'm sure some people don't care. Uh, I did notice on the Switch version if a Pokemon has gender differences, uh, so you can I think hit the start uh, the plus button on the Switch to like toggle if it's shiny or not. So if you like hover over Weedle and you hit the start button, it goes from shiny to not shiny. But on a Pokemon like Pikachu. Uh, if you, uh, I can't see shiny male Pikachu because I don't have a shiny male Pikachu registered. But if I toggle over to female Pikachu and then I hit the plus button, I can flip between shiny male or shiny female and regular female Pikachu. So there are attentions to detail with that kind of stuff. But of course, no attention to detail if uh, shiny Victini is getting wonder traded. I don't know if that's like two different teams. <laughs> I don't know if they. <laughs> If something's just broken GTS wise, uh, it seems like there's there's there there seems to be a lot of attention to detail in the searching stuff, in the search by move, search by OT, search by markings, shiny form favorite, recent game, games it can go to, Pokeris, the label stuff, but then there's other stuff where it just doesn't seem to care. I, I don't think it's perfect. I I, th- I can solidly say it's not perfect, but <laughs> it is having Pokemon onto my my phone is definitely what I wanted, and so I'm satisfied in that department. I just hope that the other things get better. Um, and so, so they've met the 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 minimum criteria. Yeah, the minimum criteria. So uh, and and seeing them update the game twice already, uh, is a good sign. So hopefully we see another update, and hopefully next time we talk, uh, we can update you on the Magirna situation uh, for whatever that's worth. Okay, we'll take a break. We just got some Pokemon Masters after the break, our Pokemon of the Week, and our Question of the Week, so we will be right back. What about you, Irene? I watched the anime on the WB, 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 was the WB until it became the WCW. Anyway, um, I watched the anime on the WB, 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 I've been involved with Pokemon since then, so, wow, I feel WB, WB. We're back. Just a couple updates real quick. I don't want to dwell any more time on this. Uh, everything I found is room trade is local only. So I don't think no, that's broken. No, friend trade is Sorry. local only. Friend room trade, trade is not. Friend trade is local only. because We based... did not just waste like four hours of this podcast trying to room trade. For uh, you to get we that did, wrong. Yeah, we did room trade um, because friend trade is based off the GPS. That's why when you go into friend trade, it says checking GPS. There's nowhere I can find the reason why that is, but seems to be what it is. Uh, the other thing is I'm on Pokemon's FAQ page, and they've literally been updating it as we've been doing this podcast. So Mystery Gift was updated 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Home Requirements was updated two hours ago. 
troubleshooting Pokemon Home on your mobile device was updated three minutes ago. If I deposit 31 or more Pokemon in Pokemon Home and my premium plan expires, what happens to my Pokemon? So this is one hour ago on Pokemon Support. If you deposit 31 or more Pokemon in Pokemon Home while you have the premium plan, and then your plan changes to the no-cost basic plan, you will not be able to view or withdraw any Pokemon beyond the 30th you deposited. By re-enrolling re in the premium plan, you will be able to view all the information about additional Pokemon as well as move them out of Pokemon Home. So it doesn't say they delete your Pokemon. No, but so is it going off of the first 30 that are in the box on the Switch? If you cannot find what you're looking for, Greg, click here to submit a service request. <laughs> oh, boy, that's going to get answered in six months. I don't want you to lose your partnership, so we're good. I'm not partnered with the Pokemon company. <laughs> oh, it's Nintendo. Never mind. Yeah, this is, this is off support.pokemon.com is what I'm reading. Okay. I um I did actually use Pokemon support. I had to ask them to change my legal name, and they were able to do it within uh, 24 hours. It was actually impressive. Oh, nice. Speaking of partnerships, I am partnered with DNA. Full disclosure there, Greg is not partnered with DNA. I'm going to read the news. <laughs> <laughs> I am also not partnered with them, and I still have yet to open the game. Uh, so this is, off, uh, this is off their website. This is 12-13-2020. Run up to the six-month celebration on their way. So we still don't know what the six-month celebration will be. We don't know what it's supposed to be, at least. This is just the run-up hmm. to it. Uh, Pokemon Masters is coming up to the six months of launch. Thanks to the support of all you trainers out there. That's you, listener, driving in your car right now or washing the dishes. Uh, to support, we're ho holding various rallies a part of our six-month celebration. The first one is between now and uh, February 27th, which is Pokemon Day, uh, which is actually makes me curious if the new event will be the day after Pokemon Day. And they will probably announce it on Pokemon Day, would be my guess. Um, so the Pokemon Center will be decorated to commemorate the six-month celebration period from now until March 15th. And you will be able to get uh, 300 gems, which is one character pull, every single day you log in. Except on the fifth day, you will get five evolution shards. The tenth day, you will get five evolution shards. And then the thirteenth day, you will get three evolution crystals. I'm assuming those are more rare than gems. I have not used any of those yet, personally. I'm assuming they would help you evolve Pokemon, though, since they're called evolution shards and evolution crystals. So if you're not playing Masters, and you're still debating about it, 300 gems is a whole lot of gems that you get for free just by opening the app once a day. There are also uh, gem specials, which are gems at a reduced price on sale for a limited time. There are three different packs. There's just special pack one, special pack two, special pack three. And you can buy those anytime between now and February 27th. And there will be more content later. At, uh, there will be more content at the end of February, according to their website. And then chapters 22 through 24 have been added to, will be added to the main story. The date for those chapters will be uh, February 24th at 10 p.m. They will be added. New evolution uh, sync pairs are going to be added uh, again on February 24th. And uh, then they just have some special updates uh, for, hey, you can only log in once a day. Login bonuses are reset every day at 10 p.m. Uh, we hope you enjoy playing. And then the other news, which I guess is maybe more exciting, is from now until March 13th, 
Professor Oak and Mew have been added to special missions. By logging in during this time, you will be able to team up with Professor Oak and Mew and have their sync grid expanded. There's also a special mission underway to power them up. During this event, Professor Oak will appear in the Pokemon Center with the sync pair Mew. They will team up. Uh, there will also be sync pair story detailing Professor Oak's journey to his uh, to regain his passion as a trainer. There will be the special missions like they de- they did for Rayquaza and um, mm. what was the other one before that? M- Mewtwo? No, yeah, uh, Mewtwo. so Galio uh, was before that. And Mewtwo too had special missions, but this this doesn't have special missions in the way people think it has special missions. Yes, I I have not gotten there yet. There isn't a storyline for Professor Oak. There isn't a, an event that you go and click through. That doesn't exist for Professor Oak. I thought there was because they show him with like a Nidorino at one point. There may be that is somewhere that I haven't unlocked it, but I've been playing with Professor Oak and I'm in my events and I do not see any special event specifically for Professor Oak. It may happen when you get everything. So according to the website, it says you in order to get Professor Oak and Mew, you have to complete chapter one. To take on the special missions, you have to complete Chapter 2. Professor Oak and Mew can be strengthened using custom items that can be attained by completing special missions, which I don't know where those are yet. All mission completion rewards are must be claimed within three days in order to claim them. That's I don't know why you wouldn't claim your rewards once you complete it, but I, maybe somebody forgot. To unlock, it's, it's real easy to forget, and they really hide where those rewards are. Aren't they just in it's the home no- screen? In the, the is no. present? No. Are, those oh, are, are the, the gems. Those are the, but, are oh, those are the event missions with the little uh, right. like ribbon, the little ribbons that are hidden and then not in your face. So unless you remember, I have to go and specifically spend them, and you have to go into the shop and then click to get to the right banner to spend them. There, it's really easy to forget that they existed or how many you have. It is not well advertised. It's not in your face, so it's very easy to not know how many you have or think I've spent. Surely I've spent them all and have not spent them all. Wait, do these um, daily vouchers you get every day, do they expire? Yep. Oh, I should probably be using them then. I, okay, well, the the event ones do. As far as I know, the daily ones, the ones that you get to power up yourself, don't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, like, the Mew event ones will expire when this event is over, three days after this event is over, which is, what, March 3rd? Is that what they said? Something like that. Oh, yeah, because it says I have, um, I have 60... 66 in stock. And I'm pretty sure that Oak Nidorino thing is from his sync story, which isn't... Everybody gets a sync story. It's not a special event. Oh, I got it. It's in his sync story, I believe. Okay. I haven't done his sync story yet, so... To unlock the sync grid feature, you must complete the main story of Chapter 11. To event... The event to team up with Professor Oak and Mew may be held again in the future. (laughs) I would hope so. I missed out on Mew, too. Uh, the special event mission uh, to strengthen Oak may be held again in the future. To acquire Professor Oak and Mew through exchange items. Oh, you can uh, power them up by exchanging items. Yeah, so you can only power up Oak and Mew through completing missions. And Oak and Mew don't use your regular supply of power-up items. They use specific Professor Oak items that you can only get during this event. Which so is if you what don't... they've done for old stuff, like uh, like Rayquaza, right? You could only get dragon tickets or whatever. If you go into your move sync up and you're like, well, I have, you know, 50, you know, 
horns and a hundred million sodas, I can surely upgrade. You can't because it requires special oak sodas and special oak horns. Ah, uh, the old to, oak to horn. Do yeah. <laughs> My so, favorite. like, you have to complete the events to power it up. You can't use your existing stock. And you, you were saying that you weren't enjoying the Oak and Mew event. Is it, uh, again, I haven't done it, but I did do um, the, uh, I did do a little bit of the Rayquaza and a little bit of the um, Sogaleo. I didn't find them super grindy, but I also didn't power them up nearly the, was it 20 out of 20, I think? I only yeah. did like two or three out of 20. So there's a couple of things. The first time you play with Oak, it's fun. The 100th time you're playing with Oak and Mew, it's less fun. Um, the th issue is, is how they built Oak, which is exciting the first couple of times you play with it, but then it's like, uh, so one of the special abilities you unlock is it will randomly lower a target's, one of their stats when you successfully hit. And so sometimes it's very beneficial. Sometimes it's very much not. So there's a huge amount of swing in playing with Oak and Mew. When you do the sync move the first time, you lose access to your moves, and they're replaced with different moves. So the first time you do that, if you weren't planning for that to happen, suddenly, like, if you're like, oh, I was going to use my X-Speed a couple, you know, one more time, but I'll do that after my sync, you lose access to X-Speed when you do that. You also lose access to the other ability it has, a World of Dreams. They disappear and are replaced by different moves. So... It's cool the first time, but also it's like, oh, I ugh, I really should have used all those things before I got here. Oh, sure, I, yeah. It didn't, it didn't warn me that I was suddenly going to be faced with completely different moves, and none of them are buffing moves. They're all attack moves. Then depending on who you're fighting, mon many of them aren't going to be worth it. It's. I was surprised that Oak started as a three-star. It seems underwhelming to have it be the lowest level. Of stars, like, oh, okay. Um, and then I have to use items that I've gotten only through summoning or by spending my other event tickets in very specific ways to be able to power up to four stars. And then I have to do all of that again to try to get Oak to five stars. I think all the star stuff is so weird and misleading. <laughs> Like, there's no one I mean, or two stars, and it's like, right. well, you can get a three star right. to be a five star, but people only care yeah. about five stars. Yeah, well, because the five stars have, frankly, just better stats. Like, there's no denying that if you're going to use Oak, you want to get it to five stars to get access to it being a powerhouse. Um, the sort of issue is that, so where I am in the game, having to go back and do level one normal level courses, things that when I pop in there, it says you need a power level of 2,000, and my team is 20,000, I still have to go through the two minutes of running this battle, because that's the mission that I have to complete, and I have to complete that five times. And there's no challenge, it's just me literally saying, click here, and then I set down my phone for two minutes, and then come back and it's done, and I have to do that a lot of times on each level. And ultimately, I just started going back and saying, who do I have at like level 10 that I don't care about that I'm just going to throw in there so that I have something to do to make this interesting, that I'm not just steamrolling this content because I'm not allowed to skip it. 
I have to do it to power up Oak and Mew because there's no way I can't use any of my other items. I can't use my regular stuff to power up Mew. I have to do these events oh, and I, I have to saying. do these missions. And the missions that I have to do, the first 40 of them, were no challenge at all. It was just me literally reading my email. And then when I saw that the animations finished, hitting battle again, hit auto, because there was no way I could possibly lose. I was so overpowered. But then you realize way down in the list that you have to attack with Muse Psychic 70 times to get one of the things. And it's like, okay, so... I have to find one that allows me to survive, use Muse Psychic 70 times, use Muse Sync Move, like, think, like, 20 There's times. There's your I have challenge to get right there, up. Greg. <laughs> and so, the challenge is surviving the grind. And that's a real tough challenge, to be honest, because it's not, it's not particularly fun to do that. Like, I'm not getting a new story. I'm not, like, when I was doing the grass event and when I was doing the, the Zinnia event, like, there was a storyline to do that. And, like, I was moving up through things and I was informing things. Professor Oak just shows up and it's like, do all your old content, but now with Professor Oak and Mew. And it's like, this is content that I've been playing ever since this game has come out. I have done all of these hundreds of hundreds of times, and now I have to do them again in this short window to be able to use this character effectively and to their max potential. It's not bad the first 10 times I did it, but like I'm on, I think I have to do very hard levels 40 times. I have to do the same thing 40 times in a row to max it out. And I, there's no challenge there. I will blow through it. I have done this very hard level already 50 times. I just now have to sit and actually interface with the game because I can't trust auto at those levels to do it well. And I have to do it 40 times. And it's just... It's hard for me who have who know that grinding isn't good content. Grinding is just extending time that I have to interact with your game. And it's not more fun. More grind isn't more fun for me. It's just a grind. So my question is uh, this is definitely different than the last the Rayquaza stuff. Absolutely. It's, it's completely different, yes. Are, but are you saying you like the Rayquaza stuff more? <laughs> um, I know they're both grindy. So like uh, That's obvious, but... There was like a progression with the Rayquaza stuff, and then you hit a similar grind. And I think that's the biggest problem with the game, because towards the end of the Rayquaza event, I had to do clear team break option two, two or whatever, yeah. 20 times to get past the first bingo, and I'm like, I don't enjoy this fight enough. I did it 10 times, and at the end of the 10 times, I'm like, I'm so tired of doing this, and Rayquaza isn't worth it. Like, this is not a good sync pair. It's an okay sync pair, but it's not good by any means. Why am I doing this? And it's really early to tell if Mew will be worth it. The randomness that Mew adds is interesting. I can't tell if that is going to be good for the game going forward. Since you have very little control over what happens. Yeah. It's sort of like... Do I take this risk and hope it works out in our favor, or do I go with 
Olivia, who gives a constant, steady, predictable, ramping element that is trustworthy. I, d- I don't know the answer to that. We're still very into it. But, um, like, it was fun to see. Like, I haven't done this sync stories. All their sync stories are charming, so that'll be fine. Yeah, that's, like, the best part of Masters is, like, the characters interacting. The Steven Stone and Wallace event, which is super fun, and it's fun to see them interact, is sort of like this weird story while Mew is there, and it's sort of like, hey, here's the Mew thing that you want, but you're getting no story. Here's the Steven Stone and Wallace story that's really fun to read, and they, their interactions are great, but you have to randomly, hopefully, get Steven Stone in one of your pulls. Oh, and Barry, Barry knows. Yeah. I love the like reference of like, oh, those two are, yep, they're definitely yep. a couple. They're definitely a couple. Uh, it was very cool. Like we all, we <laughs> for some reason every time we come up bring up Masters, we always talk about this huge grind. We never talk about like the nice good things that it's doing, which is like I will say that like the story moments are fantastic. Like I loved the Stephen Stone story. You got to use Stephen Stone even if you don't have him in your party. The interactions are charming. Stephen Stone asking slightly sketchy questions about um, the stones in the Rock Leaders gym. What is his name? Clay? Yeah. Like, that part was real weird. <laughs> like, ooh, tell me about the stones in your hair. At least he didn't ask to touch his hair. Which oh, no, no, not Clay. Manga. You're talking about the guy from X and Y, the rock yeah, climbing guy. Yeah, from X guy. and Y, the uh, rock climbing Will guy. knows his name. I, I don't remember what his name is. You love X and Y. I, I do. That doesn't mean I remember the name of every gym leader. Oh, man. Uh, I have to look it up because it's going to... Is it Cliff? I feel like it's... It's Grant. Grant. It's Grant. Grant. It's Grant. That's a little like, ooh, don't, mm, don't, <laughs> ask, don't ask one of the few person of colors NPC about what, how they do their hair, white boy. <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> Just, mm. But like, uh, yeah. those things are fun. Like, the thing that's deceptive about Masters is the introduction is fun. Like, it's fun to see them. It's fun to hear them. They do voice, great voice acting. When they create a story, the story is fun. When the sync pair all stuff is fun. That's all fun. And then you get to the end of it, and it's like, well, we don't have something coming up for a while, so just grind. I mean, I've had meetings with DNA, and I think, I, I, I'm not speaking for DNA, but I think they're still trying to figure out. Right that balance and you can see them in the game like you don't have to talk to dna to like realize like every time they've done this event first it was mewtwo and then they came out and they apologized that mewtwo was too grindy and they said they would make it easier and for the most part the sogalio event which i think was the second one people were like this is way better yes but not perfect and then the rayquaza event they added the bingo stuff yeah so they listened and they they tried something different and now this mew event while I haven't done it yet, what Greg explained made sense of like, okay, now this is different. Yeah. So they're they they've they they didn't they haven't done the same thing every they're trying. Right. They're trying. Uh, and I think they will eventually get there. The problem is that they really are relying on a lot of things grinding. So like I'll explain this. So at the same time that this is happening, there is a monster hunter event happening in their direct competitor. Dragalgia Lost, sorry. Yeah, Dragalgia Lost. Listeners. And both, to do the end content, to do the high-end raids, you don't get to skip that. You have to do them. So, I will freely admit, there is a grind in 
Dragalia Lost to do the high-end content, but only the high-end content. So I can't skip the expert level of the, uh, what's the big dragon's Rathalos. Rathalos. Like, I don't get to skip that. Great. But I also don't have to go back to the lower levels and completely play through those levels to get the abilities to power up the characters that they introduced to this event. So when I pulled that person, I then didn't have to go back and say, I have to run the leveling up thing. I got to skip that. I got to say, I just need things to get this person to a place where I can play with them. And I think that's the difference. Like, if I had the ability to skip the lower levels of the Mew ticket part and only have to do the high levels, it wouldn't feel so bad. Yeah. But the fact that I have to go so far back and I don't have a way to just say, I've done this. Let me pass this part. I don't mind having to do the tough part on my own. I don't mind having to do the co-op stuff. That is just a given that you shouldn't be able to skip past the hard content. Let me get past the easy content. Don't make me do easy things because it's it's not hiding the fact that it's just filler. Because I've done that. And people who are leveling up have to do that. Great. They don't have they don't get to skip because that is the highest level content that they have to do. And I think that's the difference between the two games. Why I don't hate doing the grind, uh, replaying the Rathalos fight and the other rare super extra dragon beyond that fight, because the rest of the game, I get to just say I've done this and I'm past it and I can focus on the thing that I want to do, the new hard content. And with Masters, not only do I not have to do I not just have to focus on the hard content, but I have to do all of the easy content as well. And I have to spend a lot of time in there. Like, doing an easy raid five times sounds like, well, that's nothing. That's only ten minutes. If I only had ten minutes to play a mobile game, like, that's a lot of time for a mobile game to eat up my time. Like, I have to take it, and that's just step one. And I think that is where some of my discomfort with Masters comes in, because they, at this point, they do a lot of things right. Like, we're getting enough gems that when you pull, when you have a bad pull, it's not as soul-crushing anymore, because you're getting gems on a more regular basis. I still think they should guarantee a four-star if you're doing a ten-pull, but that's splitting hairs. The characters that they put in are all charming. They all make sense. The voice work is amazing. It's a charming game that's dragged down by their inability to give up this idea that the only way to interact with their game is to grind. Everything else is great, and it could be such a top-tier game if they could just let that go. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like a... We have to rework something in the back end, or... I mean, it probably is, and I'm not saying it's an easy fix, but it is when I when I sit down in my morning break and I'm reading my email at work and I think I have two gotcha games in front of me, which do I want to go? My immediate reaction when I look at Masters is, I, I just can't handle that grind right now. I'm going to go to the other one. And I have such a stronger attachment to Pokemon. My <laughs> instincts are to play that one because I love that universe. I love those characters. I love the way it's presented. But I just know that half of my experience isn't going to be fun. 
Whereas I can go to Dragalia Lost and I have no attachment to these characters. They're all new to me. And there's ones that I love and I know I can spend the exact same 10 minutes between the two games and I will get 100% more out of the one than I will the other. And that's just a problem in that marketplace. But I will say this. They are definitely trying to improve the game. That's what keeps me coming back. I know they are working hard. Like, I can already tell that they have made a lot of changes, and a lot of those changes are good. Like, I am no longer in the camp of saying, don't play Pokemon Masters. I am in the camp of, play it, but it's not going to be your number one game, because once you've completed all the fun stuff, the not fun stuff starts. But it is a better game than it was when it started. And yeah. I think I think they are getting to a, a good place with it, I just think there are some there are some design things that I don't agree with um and I don't know I don't know their thinking behind it so these are just my my thoughts about yeah. it. Like and and Professor Okami is fun. Like I like using them and they're like they all their interactions are cute, but it's still like okay, here we go. I'm going to sit down like I I really tried to burn through it on when it first came out and I was like two hours in and I was nowhere near completing everything. I'm like, I gotta be done. This is, this is making a, this is, this is rough. <laughs> well, you can finish the Mew stuff just by spending money, Greg. True. Which will never happen. No, I, I, I have, I, I like masters, but I am, I'm definitely like, I do my dailies. Uh, and that's kind of it. And I have a good time with that. of just like, okay. Cause every day the, what is it? The daily scout things switch. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much all I I do. I do my dailies. I get my new characters, and I move on. But I know some people are they want to get all their characters up to 120. They want the every move unlocked, which is a totally fair way to play. It's just I I'm not that hardcore yet. <laughs> uh, we need to get back. Uh, we need to resuscitate Will back into. <laughs> into life well, here. I'm back here. To us. I've been listening to this whole thing and I'm going to keep evaluating whether I'm going to start playing this game or not. I'm, I'm, you don't have to start, Will. You just have to log in every day to get your gems and then if you decide <sighs> to start playing, you'll be like, wow, I have 30,000 gems. I and, can pull to my heart's content. Right. I have 34,000 gems right now because the last time I pulled was Cynthia and I was able to get Cynthia very easily. So sometime this week, oh, I'm so mad, and I, I finally, I finally <laughs> just got Karen. So sometime, I don't think I have Karen. So sometime this week, I'm going to try to pull for for Steven Stone. And, I've had no uh, luck his, with Steven Stone. His, his gayness really comes out in this game, which I oh, love. Yeah, I love it. Also, a lot of people are like, I'm going to wait for the six month because if Red and whatever else is coming as a pull, that's sort of a. That's sort of a thing that people are talking about. Like, I don't want to pull for Steven Stone because we know the big thing is coming. Oh, yeah. But if you get Steven Stone in one pull, then you save your gems for red. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even get Cynthia. So bite me. Um, <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, question of the week, Greg. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is going to be topical. Okay. When I think of home, I think of a place where there are Pokemon overflowing. I'll put this one there. I'll send that one someplace. Well, 
I have no way of knowing. Is this worth the money that I'm paying? Is this all worse than people are saying? Surprise trades are still bleak. Ugh, let's just hear the question of the week. Dang. There's some effort put into this one. I mean, there's effort no in all of puts them. Effort yeah. In. That's rude. <laughs> Go. Brandon says, do you have any stories or really cool uh, of a really cool or memorable Pokemon that you've forgotten about with home releasing? I found three shiny Volcanians <laughs> from my Pokemon <laughs> Sun game. When I saw them, I laughed and I remembered I got them from buying a copy of Sun on eBay and realized they were hacked. That's actually a really, it's a really good story. <laughs> I mean, Yes. I just went into a copy of X that I found that I had hidden in one of, I had put it in my Ultra Moon case, and I realized that there was a person standing at the counter when I went in there. I'm like, oh, I've never collected any of these mystery gifts. So I spent 10 minutes clicking and like, your party's full. All right. Drop them all and come back. Keep going. Here's your Meloetta. It's been sitting here for five years. Oh, I know. I forgot because I have two copies of X. I forgot I had two copies of X because I clearly hid one. <laughs> so I've why, been yeah, finding. Why do all... you have two copies of X? I wanted to do uh, Nuzlocke, and I didn't want to reset X. And I think Target was having a sale, like buy one get one free. So I had a different game that I bought. And I'm like, well, I'll just pick up X for free. And so I did, and like, well, I'll just run this, and then I promptly forgot that I did that and put it into a case. Mm. So I've been fine. It was a Steve move because you did that too. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've done that too. So I've been finding all of these uh, mythicals. Oh, and the other thing is, uh, Brent was like, "Okay, this is a huge." I will say this for Sword and Shield. Brent is still playing Sword and Shield, which that is, is amazing, amazing to me. But like, he saw. I sent him the list of things that could be transferred over now, and I'm like, are there any that you want? Because I want, I have access to everything. It's like, ooh, I really want Marshadow. And I'm like, I think I have two, and I did. So I traded him one of my Marshadow. So that's like, so sweet of you. Yeah, it's just what, like those things of finding those and did being able to bring him in. <laughs> I'm, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, just give me whatever. That's a fair, I don't care. That's a fair GTS trade right there. Yeah, Marshadow right. for Rattata. But like those things... Being able to do those things are real. They're a lot of fun. Like, I've been enjoying that. I've been going through all my old games and seeing which mythicals I've left behind. I found shinies that I'd left behind that I'm like, oh, I should bring those up. So I've been having a bunch of my shiny Rosalia is in there now. So, no, I mean, when I put stuff in Pokemon Bank, I, I did a lot of cleanup and I didn't leave anything behind on any cartridges. Uh uh, uh that's foolishness. <laughs> so. I mean, no. I mean, it's just, I I have my living decks that you know I'll be happy to move over. But I mean, eventually I would like to get Melmetal if up in there and Meltan so I could have my real living decks. But mm. that's about it. Melmetals are uh, the real popular thing on the GTS, by the way. Yep. Or just Everybody in general, like if you're Mel missing Metal. if you're missing Marshadow or you're missing Meloetta or you're missing Victini. Uh, people will trade those for a Mel Metal. A lot of those people just don't want to play Pokemon Go. 
And it's funny because people, because uh, it's like, you can open a Meltan box every three days. And right now it's double candy. By the time this podcast goes up, it is still double candy. If you're listening to it on Monday morning. And that ends at 10 p.m. So you can, you know, catch 18 Meltans with double candy and, and pinap berries and get close. Um, I have like four or five Mel Metals. I'm not missing any any mythicals, but. That's a fair. Tra- that's actually a fair trade. Like, hey, I will trade you a Victini for a a Mel Metal. Um, I do have a shiny Mel Metal, so that's ooh. kind of special. Ooh, the the thing that I guess stands out for me is I spent a lot of time shiny hunting in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and at one point I have cared about ribbons, <laughs> which there is now a ribbon guide on YouTube that I put up. Unfortunately, it got damaged, so it only uploaded a 480 version, so I'm real upset about that, but um, people are still happy with it. But there's a guide on YouTube of how I specifically mark stuff, which revolves around ribbons and shinies and EV training and IV training. But I was able to get about 30 shinies that I really cared about in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon and get as many ribbons on them as I could and move them into Pokemon Home and now... Almost all those Pokemon can go into Sword and Shield, so I can get the... I think there are six or seven ribbons in Sword and Shield that I can now put on those Pokemon, uh, which I'm excited to do. So, uh, And then, of course, my Scraggy from the 2011 World Championships. Scrafty, sorry, that I really, really care about is is safe and sound in Pokemon Home. Yay! So that's Now if you could only find it. No, I know where it is. I know where it is. I marked it. <laughs> Real quick, before we move to Pokemon of the Week, in regards to Grand Oak, this is actually a quote from Game Informer. I'm not sure how long ago, but um, so Game Informer asked, uh, what's the deal with the Pokemon timeline? And Masuda said, it starts to get a little complicated if you pay too much attention to timelines. Like, there might be a professor that appears and it wouldn't make sense at all. If we applied it to some kind of timeline logic, so we not we try not to apply it too rigorously. Maybe one, one hint is that a character is appearing with Professor Oak. They're living in the same era, rather than some series where it makes sense to have a timeline progress as you go and the story evolve. The approach that Pokemon takes is an expand is expanding the world, like what regions are and making it richer as we go, rather than a timeline. It's more of a physical space thing. That's like a non-answer. Yeah, well. So, no, I mean, sure. they did the thing where Zelda should have done and say, like, hey, maybe the timeline doesn't matter too much. But Zelda fans were like, <laughs> no, it must matter. And it's like. Well, they, it should matter. I don't know. They really messed up. With, like, it kind of, the Pokemon timeline kind of made sense until Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And they were like, ah, well, now all of a sudden Wallace has Omega and we're going to retcon his Pokemon from Gardevoir to Mega Gallade. <laughs> It's fine, though. They gave Gardevoir to Diantha or whatever her name is. Diantha. Correct. It is Diantha. Diantha. Will, Pokemon of the Week. All right. Last week's Pokemon, it was a listicle. And I'll just give you the highlights. Uh, Number 10, signature abilities are changed because of a limited Pokedex. Number nine, psychic types. Number eight, pancakes. Number seven, more pancakes. Six, (laughs) surfing. Five, electric terrain. Four, uh, learning moves by level up. Or not learning moves after you've evolved. 
Uh, three electric types. Two mouse Pokemon. And number one, uh, you can only get this Pokemon in Galar after Pokemon Home comes out. Who's that Pokemon? It's Grubbin. Yeah. Oh. Grub- no, Grubbin you can Grubbing catch it. in Galar. It's Alolan Raichu. Alolan Raichu. I- I'm Correct. so glad that you covered these things up because I lost my notes. <laughs> it was like I was texting people, friends of ours. I'm like, do you have the notes? Because I write them down and I can't find my notes. So I came in prepared. I had to ask Ryan because I lost my notepad. But I got I mean, it. You you should have just had it immediately from last week. It was just so obvious. Yeah, I mean, was, I did, and easy. I wrote it down, and then I promptly forgot about it because I forget everything that I write down. And then yeah, I when I went to go Alolan look at my Raichu thing, is like the only pancake Pokemon out there. Well, Stunfisk looks like a pancake. It looks like a pancake, but it doesn't enjoy eating pancakes. Well, we it don't also know that. Surf. Although it's maybe a- it can learn surf. I mean, Sunfisk can. can muddy water. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look. But it's not psychic type. Right. She's got a real great shuffle. Winking. Wink. Is it a lowland Raichu or regular Raichu? Uh, well, so there's regular Raichus winking at you. And uh, a lowland Raichu is just happy. Just happy to be there. Well, because it ate a lot of pancakes. I don't understand why pancakes are so popular in Hawaii, but they certainly are. Pancakes is good. Get them carbs. Oh, I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I had pancakes, but it was when I was down in Texas. (laughs) There's a lot of Raichu trivia. Steven. I'm sure there is. You had one job. Always had the page up, and I was already scrolled to the bottom here. I could tell you that Raichu and Alolan Raichu were created by Asuko uh, Ninshida, who made all of the good Pokemon, such as Bulbasaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wartortle, Weedle, Kakuna, Beedrill, Pikachu, Raichu, Alolan Raichu, Oddish, Gloom, Vileplume, Bellsprout, Weeping Bell, Victory Bell, Ponyta, Rapidash, Vaporeon, Dratini, Dragonair, Espeon, Umbreon, Leafeon, Glaceon, uh... Muna, Musharna, Cottony, Whimsicott, Petalil, Lilliganth, Minchino, Chinchino, and Sylveon. Oh, Sylveon, there's a winner. Yeah. Wait, don't you really like Oddish? Well, of course I like Oddish. We talked about the Gorichu stuff. Uh, no other Pokemon has the same type combination as Alolan Raichu. Uh, Raichu's National Dex number and the Alola Pokedex number in Sun and Moon is the same. It is 26. Alolan Raichu is the only regional form Pokemon that has a Z-Move exclusive to it. Uh, Raichu's Fire, Red, and Sun Pokedex entries have a reference to the 1903 documentary film called Electrocuting the Elephant by Thomas Edison. Wow. Um, Yeah. Raichu's cool. I like Alolan Raichu a lot. I do, too. It's one of the it's one of the good designs. It's just underused. I wish yeah. it was out there some more. I've been seeing him in raids floating. Well, I don't pay attention to raids. Well, give us our Pokemon right. of the week. It's almost a three hour show. I gotta figure out how to cut an hour from this. <laughs> well, this one's gonna be real short. 
there has recently recently been a lot of talk in the Pokemon Go communities about trade evolutions. These are Pokemon that only evolve when they are traded. This concept has existed since the very first Pokemon games, but it has also taken on varying forms. The Pokemon that currently benefit from trade evolution in Pokemon Go are Kadabra, Machoke, Graveler, Haunter, Bulldore, Girder, Carablast, and Shelmet. Most of these represent the standard trade evolution. Just trade them, and when they appear on the other side, they begin to evolve. In the Pokemon video games, Carablast and Shelmet would only evolve if you traded one for the other, a unique situation. There are other types of trade evolutions, though, that are not currently available in Pokemon Go, and that have recently been brought to mind by my experiences using Invisalign. How much happier I would be if I could just get my teeth to evolve into their final straight form. Some examples of varying trade evolutions include Onyx to Steelix, which evolves when traded with a Metal Coat, or Rhydon to Rhyperior, which evolves when holding a Protector. This week's Pokemon is a result of this type of trade evolution. As I mentioned, my experiences with Invisalign had me thinking of the Deep Sea Tooth, an item that, when held by Clampearl, allows it to evolve into one of its two final forms. If you choose to have Clampearl hold the Deep Sea Tooth before evolving, it will double Clampearl's special attack. You may or may not be aware that Pokemon have various leveling rates. Clampearl and its evolutions all follow the erratic leveling rate. This rate allows Pokemon to evolve the fastest of all leveling rates. Here you go. A little easy one this week. All right. We'll be back next week. Long episode for you guys. Uh, we will be back next week. I will be at PAX East uh, on the 28th and the 29th of February. Pokemon Day is the 27th, so we'll have one more episode before Pokemon Day. Uh, and then we will be doing a big stream on Twitch on Friday the 21st. It is my two-year anniversary as a Twitch partner. So we'll be doing a stream on Friday, probably into Saturday. Uh, community day is this Saturday on the 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. your time for Rhyhorn. If you're going to go out for that. And um, Friendship Weekend in Pokemon Go also starts on Friday. Twitch stuff on Friday. Pack stuff the following Friday. Pokemon Day the following Thursday. Um, marking tutorial on YouTube. Podcast will be going up on YouTube like always on Monday. Podcast and all podcast feeds on Monday. Anything else? Uh, more YouTube videos going up this week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, all that stuff's in the show notes. If you want a list of all the Pokemon that can be in Galar now, including Squirtle, Bulbasaur, the Alolan starters, Keldeo, a couple other mythicals, um, that is was posted on Twitter and the subreddit and the Instagram. So... Uh, a lot of Pokemon content produced in the last week, and a lot more coming this week. So, oh, also before I forget, before the Pokemon Global link shuts down, you still have a chance to get the Muna from Fennel from the Pokemon Global link if you want that in a Dream Ball. And then also, I believe starting this week, you'll be able to sign up for the 2020 International championships where you can get the ball guy t-shirt i believe sign up start this week so keep an eye out for that i'll definitely tweet about it when it goes live and stuff so that's our episode you can follow greg on twitter at white wing 
Will on Twitter at Washing the Sink. I'm on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. The podcast Twitter is PKMNCast. Now, not Pokemon Podcast. I don't know if I've made that mistake the last couple episodes. Uh, but this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super sicking shaman offering Weedle. Please trade me. I need shame. We all do. <laughs> this podcast is supported by our Patreon backers, and some of those people paid money to get their name read at the end of this show, starting with our producers Liam, Casey, Noah, Patrick, Jetsy, Alex, Matthew, Kay, Courtney, Catherine, Jeffrey. Sejanus, Kevin, and our executive producers of Anthony and Pancakes. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast as well, you can go over to patreon.com slash it's super effective, or you can head over to the easier to remember domain, ise.cash. Literally, I S E dot c a s h super easy to remember because money exchanges hands and isc is short for the podcast uh also shout out to nick who does all the music for the show and yeah thank you for listening thank you for making it to the end this was new hey it was different we'll see you guys next week thank you so much for supporting the show and listening really really truly appreciate it we'll see you next week bye